everyone. Welcome to our podcast episode today. Susan Bauer here. I'm your host as always. And I am joined by a senior executive sales leader from Gap, Pennsylvania, Susan Pasella. Hey, Susan, how are you today? Hey, I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, very happy to have you join us. So everybody today, we're going to chat a little bit about mindset, building a great team culture, and having an active team page. And so you might be thinking, wait a minute, I'm not a leader. You might just not be a leader yet, or you might have a small team. You're still going to get a lot of good takeaways from this episode. So why mindset? Why is it so important? Well, we'll dive into that. And it is really important. And I have a great book to recommend if you have not already listened to or read Carol Dweck's book, and it's called Mindset. And one of the quotes from that book is, the passion for stretching yourself and sticking to it, even when it's not going well, is the hallmark of the growth mindset. This is the mindset that allows people to thrive during some of the most challenging times in their lives. Everybody relating to this right now? And one thing that I love is this three-letter word, which is yet. Y-E-T. And so think about it this way. You might just not have a team yet, but you'll get a lot of great ideas just in how to interact with people and how to really think about your business. So Susan, let's start with mindset. Talk to us about some of the things you do in your business. Sure. So I would want to first go back to how I used to do things, <laughs> where my focus, where my mindset used to be, which was on just hitting high sales and high team building. And those being the, the definition or um, evidence of success. But in reality, my values were really out of whack. Uh, even though I was personally hitting what I considered really high sales and consistent team building, but it was at the expense of my attitude, my relationships, including, including having negative thoughts towards my teammates and what they were doing or not doing. So while sales and team building are important and they matter, I realized that my mindset needed to shift to providing a quality experience for the people that I'm connecting with in my business. And part of that is learning to celebrate the small and big wins as proof of success. And Susan, to back that up even further, I think it's a great way to think about your team, but you also really wanna think about that just for your own self uh, in your business, in your life, because we can be most critical on ourselves, right? And if we don't hit a goal, say for sales or team building, we start to do that comparison game, which is not healthy either, because very often right now I hear, well, last year, well, last year was last year um, and you can't go back. And that year was just so unique. Everybody saw their numbers soar, but this year you have to look at where am I right now? And I love celebrating the small and big wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely for myself and for my team, I've tried to normalize having highs and having lows. So um, it life and specifically this business is not always going to be easy. 
and learning that what worked in the past isn't necessarily going to work in the future. So maintaining that flexibility and that's, that's huge. And also focusing that not everyone on our teams want to be a huge earner. Not everyone wants to be a, a big team builder. They might not have that goal, but whatever they do accomplish, it should be celebrated. So as an example, our team, um, we celebrate being engaged with 250 in sub A um, early in the month. So we call it green by 15 and it's, we also celebrate it at the end. It's a small amount for some, but it's big for others. And we really wanna make sure that everyone feels valued for what they're able to contribute. Also, the wins don't need to be tangible. I think whenever you have a mindset of service, you will want to come away from an interaction feeling good about what you were able to provide, even if you didn't get out of it what you were hoping. So even if you didn't get the sale, the booking, or the teammate, you want to leave them feeling that they were valued and seen and served well. So while that big win might not be the tangible, it really is that intangible that I think matters most with how did we make other people feel. So it deserves to be celebrated, those big and small wins, and I try to create space for those with my team. I love that, and it ties in so well with this quote. People will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. And that was the wonderful Maya Angelou. Absolutely. Absolutely. And really quick, can I give a shout out to my team? <laughs> um, oh, my absolutely. Grit and grace. Um, they're so amazing. And without them, I wouldn't be here. So I just love them so much. So I wanted to make sure that I gave them that shout out. And, you know, you can tell when you, when you have somebody and then you don't talk about it's I, it's a we, and obviously you have that bond with your team. And so, so with mindset, you also touched on team culture. So talk to me how, how do you build a team culture? It's one of those things that, you, you know, you hear the word, you kind of know what it means. Maybe, you know, a little bit how to do it, but what, what, what do you do? Sure. So I would say I actually back that up to before someone is on our team. Who, who are we looking for, reaching out to? And are we conveying to them in like that process of having that recruiting conversation, letting them know what they're joining? And I think that helps to set the tone for once they're, they're in the team, then they get to experience that. So I think that's really important. And um, also creating a culture that um, we encourage new consultants to not be afraid to offer the business opportunity early, that they don't need to know it all in order to offer it. They'll, we're all learning as we go. So why not bring somebody on with you and learn together? Well, and some of that is just, you know, when you start any job, well, what is this job all about? What am I supposed to do? And setting those expectations and then that just being part of the fabric of your team culture, it, it does. It makes a new consultant think, oh, okay, that's what we do on our team. And it's actually a proven fact. We did research and really looked at the success of new consultants and new consultants who team build are far more successful overall and by quite a bit in sales, you know, in the amount of time they stay in the business. 
and also in their future. And the earlier they start, the more success they see. So it is really important. And, you know, there's something really rewarding about that idea of shared experiences and learning together. Absolutely. I think I've heard it said before that people will join for the product or for the mission, but they will stick around for the people and uh, those relationships. So I love when teammates start to do their own team building and in a sense, creating their own smaller culture. And I want to encourage them to to do that. That's huge to allow them because they'll grow so much as a person and as a leader um, when they do create that smaller place of connection with their teams. It helps them show up as the direct leader for their team. And it just shows the team that no matter how small, like that connection is really powerful. And I would also say encouraging everyone no matter where they're at, to get in the habit of celebrating those those small wins. Like I mentioned, like with Green by 15, I love celebrating those small wins, but it's even more exciting when I see other people catch that vision and they shout out that person before I have a chance to. It's, oh, I love that. Yes, I absolutely love it. And your team will start to pick up on that culture and the things that you do regularly, I do want to mention that as with, with all of our business, consistency really is the key, consistency in the right things. So if you put something like Green by 15 in place, you're going to need to be consistent with it for probably at least 90 days before you might start seeing some of that traction and seeing it catch on. Um, so that's really important. Uh, and me. I think that, Susan, sometimes we might start something and say you don't see immediate results or, you know, you're, you're consistently doing something and you feel like crickets, like, you know, nobody's joining in on this conversation when I ask this, but it does take time. And that consistency is what helps people to finally, you know, jump on board. And also it helps them to do the same. Absolutely. And I think, especially with social media, people are watching more than they're interacting. So to realize that people are paying attention and so continuing with that consistency and just saying, you know what? I know that this is a value that I want to communicate. And from that place, I'm gonna keep doing it. Even if I don't get lots of affirmation, I know that I'm doing the right thing and setting the type of tone that I want. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Susan, do you have any examples? of that on your team. I'm sure you've seen it and then that validates, I'm doing the right thing. Yes, um, I think it's really meaningful to reach out to people just about life. I think those small consistencies, even if you don't hear back from them, um, a quick message just to say, I'm thinking about you, hope you're doing well, or to check in how their life is going, goes a really long way. Early on in my business, I had someone consider joining my team and she actually said, I've been part of another direct sales company before. And the only time I heard from the leader was when I didn't have enough sales to get her basically what she needed as a leader. Ouch. I know. And I was sitting there like, <gasps> of course, I started thinking, have I done this already? <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> want to do that. But it's that conversation stuck with me so much that I didn't want to just be looking at what I will get from my team but more what we will give to each other. So serving really is at the top of the priority list for sure. 
Yeah, and really when you serve, you get back everything that you want and it it feels good. Like you've done it in a way that it feels good for you and for, for the team that you're serving. And even if you're you know, listening to this and you think, I don't have a team yet. Remember that word, Y-E-T. It could be the first person that you bring on. You know, how do you serve them? How are you checking in? And you're right. People are watching. And sometimes it's just building that relationship by getting to know them and them getting to know your life, not just Norwex. Mm -hmm. And there may be some people listening that are saying, I am not experiencing this type of a culture. I didn't join a team that has the type of culture I wish that we had or So I would encourage somebody, no matter how small your team is, that you get to show up as the leader you wish you had, and you have the chance to cultivate the team culture that you wish you were part of. So instead of just wishing for it or complaining about it, do something about it. Be the person that you wish you had. I really like that because when you show up and you do that, like you said, it may not have been your experience. It may not be your experience now. And that's also where you can link arms and just with like-minded people, you know, even that aren't on your team. So you're building, you know, maybe it's a culture of team coordinators, you know, and you, and, and you create that culture yourself, but I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for someone who's already has a team, especially when you're watching somebody maybe creating their own culture as part of your downline, it can be a little scary because <laughs> you can you can interpret that as more of like a breaking away, but it shouldn't be viewed that way. Duplication is such a positive that we should be excited about and wanting. It's proof that what you're doing is working because you're clearly empowering others to choose growth. Yes. And you are, and they, they can choose growth. And I love that duplication isn't pulling away. You know, you're right. At the end of the day, it's just what happens when your team grows. And so you have a fairly active team page as well. So talk a little bit about how did you get this started and how do you keep it active in your team culture going and growing on that page? Mm-hmm. Well, it definitely started small. So I've grown, like I keep saying, growth is the part of the theme of this, this podcast, obviously. So starting small, I think I only had four teammates and I wanted a place that was, they had easy access to me that as a leader, my time was being used wisely to be able to give the same resources once instead of in separate conversations. And I also thought, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the the best brain in the bunch. (laughs) Like, I think we need to have each other. Each of us is um, looking at different resources. We can do better together than apart. So, um, and having that safe place, especially for new consultants, I thought was important. Um, I don't think there's any right or wrong way to, and not exactly a good, necessarily exactly when you may need to create that smaller group. I would say if you're feeling like you should, you should. Um, if you're not sure, have that conversation with, with your leader or your upline. Um, but it really helped me, that smaller space helped me take responsibility for my team. And I was also able to see more readily who was emerging as a consistent future leader. 
and I could give them a, a space and an opportunity to show up, um, I sometimes would message, not sometimes, I definitely would. I felt like my voice was the only one that was out there and people weren't really, I don't know why they just weren't. And so I started messaging people and saying, Hey, do you mind? I could really use your help. Can you, can you post about end of month reminders or that the flash sale is ending or an experience that they told me one-on-one? -on -one, do you mind sharing that in the group? I think everybody would really benefit from hearing that. So I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just my own voice. And by asking people and giving them permission to do those things, could I have done all of that? I could. I get things done, okay? But I knew the culture that we needed was many voices. That's part of how we got to where we are. And I love the message that you send here, which is, you know, don't shoulder it alone. You know, don't be that lone voice because, and it is true. You might think, well, I know that I can do it better or I can do it faster, you know, so I might as well just do it. But if you never give that opportunity to others, they're not going to find their voice and their growth. Um, there's a quote that I really like. It's called, teach your children how to think, not what to think. And when you give them the opportunity to grow and shine, they're learning how to step into that stronger consultant, to step into leadership. And maybe they hadn't thought of it, but once you step in, then you go, oh, this isn't so hard. I could do this. And, and, and again, it builds that team culture, which is really so important. Um, that community, especially now when, you know, I don't know about you, but a lot of people are not having team meetings or as many in-person events or parties. And so having, building that culture is just really important. So where, where do you suggest you start when you're creating a team culture, Susan? Right. So I would say the best place is don't reinvent the wheel. We have that amazing website, theresource.norwex.com. And I would say go up to the calendar section of that and just pull off from there. What are the upcoming opportunities that Norwex is already offering in terms of training and, you know, the, the um, opportunity calls, things like that, and repost those to make sure that people know that these are available to them. Even screenshots of the Norwex news or impressions emails, a lot of those go unread, unfortunately. So putting that information out there to keep everybody informed is really helpful and finding what you feel are useful trainings and repost them in there. I also would say you can um, post what you're already posting in your, uh, in your VIP group, your online VIP group, probably you're leading the way showing that you need to have great customer care. So you might as well just post that in your team group to give them an example, but also to create some interaction and be sure to keep things real. Post whenever you have a win, but post whenever you're also having a struggle. It keeps you human. It shows that leaders don't have to have everything figured out and it opens the door to let you model a problem solving mindset that you're not gonna sit and complain, but you're going to look for what, okay, so what should I do? Anybody have ideas and you crowdsource and um, you use the, just the benefits of just the collective group. I love that in our team, we 
don't have to put out there anything like we don't tolerate complaining here. It's not a thing. It's the most, it's awesome because I think when every single person approaches the struggle with, so what can I do? Does anybody have ideas? That just sets the tone. Another option could be strongly recommend having a monthly team meeting or what we've been doing the last eight months is doing a meeting 30 minutes um, on Sunday evenings every week. And that has allowed us to break things into small chunks, like the uh, meeting agenda that Norwex provides um, that you can break that into smaller pieces and then leave time at the end for connection. What questions do you guys have? And I can tell you as the leader, if you're like, I don't know the answer to that, that's totally fine. <laughs> you don't have to know the answer, but you can say, you know what, let's all try to figure this out together. So those uh, weekly connection times have been really great for our team. Yeah. And I have heard more and more that people are breaking their once a month, you know, connection team meeting into like every week, having that connection. People uh, also tend to show up when it's just, we're going to have a short meeting once a week. Oh, sorry about that. Versus, uh, you know, having to, to do something that's a, a longer chunk of time once a month. And also, I think as a leader, then you have the pulse on what's going on every week, you know, and week to week, things can change and you may have different, different solutions that you need to come up with or different challenges people have. So um, how encouraging that your team page was something you started out really early on too. Kudos to you. So it goes to show, uh, it goes back to that positive mindset really does lay the foundation for a lot more than you even realize. So you wanted to start a team page and you might not have known all the answers yet. Again, there's that word guys, yet. So just go ahead because sometimes you figure it out as you go and it's something you just don't know yet, but you had that growth mindset. So you started and figured it out as you went. Yeah. Yeah, and I think... Pairing that with not overcomplicating things. Busyness is not the same as productivity. <laughs> so making sure that things are, that you've prioritized. And like, again, you're not reinventing the wheel. That you are using the resources that are available to you in order to support your team. And then also people need to hear that like they're doing a great job. <laughs> so I think no matter how small your number is, people do not receive recognition often enough in their everyday lives. And so to be like noticed, if let's say they haven't placed an order in three months and then they finally are engaged, like this is something to be celebrated. You can connect with them and say, so what's going on? And then they'll say somebody out of that, like they'll share a story and it'll be so encouraging to bring the team into that. And you're again, not just focusing on the top people, maybe the exception, but you're giving space for the average. And I think that that is really important um, to celebrate, like I said, the, the small and the big wins. And that helps, I think, the overall mindset of being open to growth <laughs> and um, celebrating, even when you might not get the outcome that you want, finding the benefits that are still in there, those treasures that do exist. So yeah, I would just say to anybody who is wondering what to do, Keep it simple, focus on uh, resources and um, reminders, recognition, 
and maybe even shoot off a couple of those audio messages so people can hear your voice and know for sure that you are, you see them, you value them, and you are available beyond just Norwex. Yeah, and that that is really what's going to build your team culture, your team spirit, and uh, and really it helps them to feel connected to you as well. And that that doesn't really take very much time. So Susan, great great nuggets in lots of different aspects of building your own self up in terms of your growth mindset and also what you can do even with a very small team and how to stay connected and how to build that team culture. And I really loved how you said busyness is not productivity. And that's so true because sometimes people go, oh, I had such a busy day. Well, stop and ask yourself, how productive was it? What did you do that day? Did you celebrate a small win for you, for your team? And, and how are you growing? How are you helping others to grow? So as we close, I always like to end with an action step, guys. So think about the one thing that is on your, I'll do it once I learn it list and just start. Because remember, as Carol Dweck said, you might not know how to do it yet, but you can figure it out and learn it. And that's what it's all about. And if you have not read Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, I highly recommend it. So have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Susan. And until next time.